Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host... That's Ken Rossi. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing completely good. Completely good? <laughs> yeah. As all opposed, the way good. Yeah, as opposed to not at all all the way good. Yeah, <laughs> or just not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 doing good as well, my friend. We've had a f- crazy few weeks. We had E3 last uh well, last week two weeks ago now. Never was. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and that's over. That's all done with now. All of that all that big news out of the way. We had our our two long episodes, the TL TLDR and R episodes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> the TLDR um, and R. <laughs> yeah. Too long didn't Reed and Rusty. Yeah. So now those are over. We're back to the regular uh, format of episodes. Hopefully. Something like that? Yeah. So My this body one will cannot probably... take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one will probably be shorter than the last two, but I think at this point we need it, and you all probably need a break as well. <laughs> yeah. Not too much of a break. Yeah, right. Yeah, not too much of a break. We do have a show planned for you guys. That's why we're here tonight. <laughs> so uh, we are going to talk about uh, the Crew 2 open beta. Just going to uh, go over that. We played a little bit of it over the past week when the beta was live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to talk about a few other things that we're going to get out of here. Yep. Yeah, sounds good. Got it, man. So, yeah, man. So let's go ahead and jump into our discussion about the Crew 2 and the open beta that it had. Yeah. So I know you had played it a little before I did. So yes, I, I made I'm going sure to let you go ahead it, and start first. <laughs> made sure to have it pre-downloaded so that as soon as it went live, I could go uh, play and have some fun. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's it's pretty standard uh, game, I guess. For people that have played the Crew... Um, they really just added uh, boats and planes, uh, if we're being honest. Um, for those that haven't played the crew, though, it's... <laughs> it added boats and planes? Yeah, it's... <laughs> sorry. It's pretty much a open world. You know, it's like, what if Assassin's Creed, you just drove around a lot, you know? <laughs> because you have a, a giant map that's kind of a super deformed map of the United States and I say super deformed because some of the areas like Chicago are really big and expansive and they have a lot of Chicago Um, but then you're like a 10 minute drive away from like the the Midwest like hitting the Utah uh, kind of North Dakota area (laughs) you know you're like are you real time 10-minute drive away from there. So <clears throat> so it's kind of super deformed in between places. Um, I think the better word to use would be probably compartmentalized, maybe. Condensed, if you will. That's a big word. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about this? Chibi. Chibi. That's chibi. fine. Yeah. It's like a, a chibi U.S. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a small and cute U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so speaking on the uh, differences, um, I actually did go back and look. I went into the crew, and mm-hmm. I looked at the map, and I took a screenshot of, of both maps to kind of compare them. Yeah. And they are exactly the same. So they may have updated uh, certain areas in them. I can't um, attest to that or speak about that because my my time was short with the beta and it seemed like it wanted you more on the west coast in that beta as opposed to the original crew 
they started you over on like the East Coast and they wanted you to stick around there. Um, so I never actually even got over onto the, the West Coast in the story mode. But the, the size and like the, the roads and the, the where you can drive and all that, mm-hmm. um, all of that is exactly the same. They, they did though, um, they made a change and with the original map, it was like, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You could see like all the, the trees and mountains in that. Um, satellite view, right? I guess is the best way to explain it. It was kind of like a satellite view, so you could see all that, and you would zoom in, and it would get more detailed. Um, with the crew two, it's pure white map, and you don't see those details till you get really close and like right on top. Yeah. Uh, of it, and I think that's an improvement. Like the map should be something that's easy to see and you know get you from point A to point B. It, it, shouldn't be like glamorous and and uh i don't know what the word i'm looking for is there like i think i think the map in the crew 2 and the bait in the bait anyway it wasn't full of your typical ubisoft stuff where there's a bunch of stuff everywhere to do mm-hmm. there were there were you know certain things here and there to do in the beta that may have been because the fact that it was a beta and they didn't want to give you a whole lot of things to do. But I think <clears> that might be what, what you mean. It's not your typical Ubisoft map where it's like, oh, you have you have your mission, but then you have, you know, a bunch of other stuff you could do, like like a Far Cry or an Assassin's Creed style of map where it's like littered with collectibles and hunting grounds and things of that nature. Like it's a different style of map. Um no. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I played a little bit more of the, the beta than you did. Yeah, you did. And they start you off slow. They okay. start you off with like four icons. Yeah. And as you do all those icons, it's like bam, 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 bam. And then <laughs> oh, you okay. earn... So you it earn, does get to that point. Yeah, you earn quote unquote okay. followers. And as you get more followers doing like tricks and playing in races and winning races, um, you'll go up, you'll kind of level up to your next level of stardom. And from that next level of stardom, it starts opening up more stuff. So you get more shit on the map, you know? Yeah, yeah. You just I get you. stuff everywhere uh, on the map. Like, when I was done with it, there was stuff all over. Uh, you know, I didn't, like, do any of the um, uh, East Coast stuff. Like I said, it seemed like it was all on the West Coast. But, yeah, it was, like, all over... Uh, the map on the west coast there. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I mean, uh, so I did play a little bit of uh, the first crew game. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, I know it's a racing game, but stories help me feel engaged with the game. So, right. um, and they made mm-hmm. me want to play through or play the game through to completion of the story or whatever it may be. The crew one story was i i played a little bit of the crew as i said uh so i didn't get too far into the story mm-hmm. but it seemed like an interesting concept because like oh you have to go and uh like stop this dude who um at the i believe didn't he kill somebody like your brother or something like that yeah <clears throat> yeah because you and your brother were uh, street racers that were part of this gang and I guess he, like, challenged your brother to a race. And instead of racing him, he shot him in his car. Yeah. And then uh, pinned you for the murder. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, that's the, the whole story is FBI agent comes in and says, Hey, we'll let you out if you help us. Uh, yeah, if you help us take him down or whatever, yeah. And I, I thought that was I thought that I thought that was a pretty cool concept for a racing game. It it sort of worked like a like a mafia style of racing game almost because you were going through and you were taking on the different you know people that were a part of the group and getting yourself into the group, right? Taking them out from the inside, which is I I think cool. So for me, yeah. uh, that was. That was an interesting part of the game. I wish I would have played a little more to see more of the story in the first crew game. Uh, but I just never did. Yeah. And, you know, I 
I enjoyed what I played of the story. Um, it was it was kind of delivered in like bite-sized chunks because you don't even have to do any of the story. You can just drive around uh, doing tricks and stuff if you want. Yeah. Um, or you go on the the story mission, so you you kind of get bite-sized uh, chunks of the story. But I kind of felt like what little story they gave us for the crew two wasn't quite up to that same same par that the crew had. If anything, if anything, I think it's a complete departure because instead of instead of it being a more like gritty, serious tone of a story, mm-hmm. as far as racing him goes, anyway. Uh, it's more of like a Forza Horizon style of story where it's it's a it's a competition and you're going through and getting followers by competing in races, winning races, so on and so forth. And it's about building your legend up uh, throughout the U.S. as this popular racer who excels in in all the different uh, uh, style of racing, street right. racing, boat racing, uh, airplanes, the the, I think they have motocross in there too, or something like that. Um, they got bikes in there now. Yeah, well, they they show they motocross bikes. bikes. Uh, I was actually looking at one of the the preview images, and they show um, dirt bikes. They show Harley's, uh, you know, kind of motorbikes. Uh, they show uh, off off road stuff like a, a what do they they call that like the McLean off road rally. Yeah, yeah, rally stuff, which is mostly the Midwest area, which is kind of cool. Yeah, they show like an F, an F one, yeah, car as well. So, you know, there's there's a whole there's a there's something here for everybody. Yeah, I feel like if you like whatever kind of racing you like, I feel like you can do it, and you don't have to do the other stuff. You can Mm -hmm. still be fine, have a good good time with the game. Yeah, and I mean, they still have. Uh, I seen in there that they still have like your standard street races, they have like drifting street races, and uh, a new one that I think they added to the crew too um, is a, a oh what is that a speeder? It's where you you just like you're in a straight line. It's just who oh can drags get, yeah yeah like a drag racing set of vehicles. Yeah. So it seems like they've they've added quite a bit, but. As far as the story goes, I skipped like every scene <laughs> that was in the beta because it 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 had no point for me, you know. Yeah. It was it was just you're trying to create a legend from your made up character, mm-hmm. and you know this isn't a role playing game, right? So I can't give it a pass there, like <laughs> you know. Uh, but. I, that was one thing that kind of disappointed me with the beta, um, was that the story got away from that serious tone that they had in the past um, mm-hmm. to a kind of bubblegum uh, story. Yeah, bubblegum, bubble whimsical kind of story. Yeah. Which, which it, it, look, there's nothing wrong with, with a whimsical, uh, you know, fun, just pure fun story. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but I think... And at least it has a story. So, I mean, right. what is that? Yeah. I mean, I guess the question is, uh, how many people finished the story or played the story that play the crew? Yeah, yeah, and right. And if they exactly, care. Because, because, yeah, because I, like, I feel like most people who play racing games aren't there for the story. You're there to race your cars, which is fine. That's That's the only thing I play racing games for, pretty much. <laughs> Understandable. Like if it's if it's not if there's no story, <laughs> then I I stay away from them. That's yeah. why I usually don't play any of the Mario Karts too much. No because story, there's no story maybe. with it. Yeah. 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 So what else about the Crew Two Beta? Yes. Uh, thoughts on the gameplay. Um, let's actually get into talking about the racing. <laughs> yeah. So. As you said, as you said, Ken, there's different, you know, different kinds of races. You got your boat races, you got your planes, you got your street races. Um, that's what we saw on the beta, anyway. Right. There, though, that's what I saw. Well, I should say. I, the there was an off-road one. That there was an I off-road one too, which I didn't get to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did enjoy um, that. I mean, I got to be honest, it it doesn't really seem like it's designed that you need a crew. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I was always uh, in the crew one. I didn't uh, get any, like, friends or anyone to play uh, yeah. with me and, and do the missions or the stories or whatever. Um, so this was the first time playing with a buddy and... It makes it easier because you're both trying to get there and you can kind of help each other out yeah. and stuff. But you don't but, really need the other person. Yeah. And uh, if you'll allow me, it kind of makes your other people feel like the third wheel. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's as far as like the, the driving goes, um, the cars... I think they still handle really well. You know, each car uh, handles differently. And, um, you know, the base of the crew is that you do these story missions or you go and do the other missions and you get better equipment so your cars get better. Um, I think I, when we was playing, I told you, uh, yeah, you get these parts. It's kind of like Destiny. <laughs> you know, yeah. you get better loot drops. <laughs> yeah. Um, which... We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get there. Well, isn't or that now. part of gameplay? Yes. No, you're good. Yeah, I was going to say, or now. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I only did it with the, the cars. I didn't get to with the other devices very much. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, that is kind of cool, you know, to get loot drops to give you better suspension and better tires and better engines, you know, that, that increase your car so that you can take the car you like, the car that you want, and turn it into a powerhouse and keep playing with that car. You know, that's one yeah. of the things that a lot of other racing games that I've played, they kind of force you into other cars. You know? Yeah, or or they'll or they'll make it they'll get it, they'll, you'll get to the point where you need to get a better car uh yeah. to compete in higher tier races yep. or whatever. Yeah. And obviously the crew still does that because they have their separate divisions. Like I explained earlier, you know, street racing, drag racing, drift racing. Yeah. Like you have to get a specific uh, drift model if you want to do any drift racers, which you can make that a different vehicle or you can just make a drift spec from the vehicle that you love so much. Yeah. And so, I, I think I think it's... Uh... It's pretty – well, I'm sorry. Even the cars themselves, though, they have their uh, caps for each, like, tier of whatever you want to do. Like, the car that I had, I think it kept it at, like, 161 or something. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what, what would happen if I reached the cap and if I could take it and make it a higher-tier car or, at, or whatever at some point. Uh, mm -hmm. But – so it still has that, uh, you know – level system of like a max cap for the car which is fine for me um it's my thoughts on the whole loot system for cars mm -hmm. uh as a loot person mm -hmm. i was confused at first as to why we're getting loot drops uh for a car racing game because from most of my experience actually all my experience playing racing games you go to a shop and you upgrade your car by spending money on the different levels of suspension or turbo or NOS or whatever it may be. Uh, right. And that's how you make your car better versus the loot system, which I think is kind of weird. I mean, I, I kind of like it, but right. I kind of don't because I'm so used to, like I said, going to a shop and upgrading the car for you know whatever I want it to be. Right. Uh, it's kind of like bacon on your ice cream. Yes, it's delicious. <laughs> But you're not used to having it there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, that's sort of how I feel about the whole thing. Like, I like it, but but at the same time I don't because I'm so used to the other system of doing things the other way. And I think mm -hmm. I actually prefer it the other way. But that's just having the limited experience I had with the beta. Right. And uh, I'll say this. I think the Crew 2 did a better job with their their loot system than they mm -hmm. did over crew one because with uh the crew one you would get one loot item at the end of every race 
but it never felt like it was loot. It was just like, oh, here's a part. You know, with the crew two, you finish the race, loot like drops from the sky, and you have to <laughs> yeah. kind of like drive and pick it up. Yeah. And then it's like, and it was more than one part too. It was like two. Right. Three yeah. Parts. It was like three parts. Yeah. So the crew two, uh, it did a better job, like showing and explaining. Look, this is loot. <laughs> right. This is how it works. You know? Yeah. And uh, it's really simple too. Like I like, I really like that it's simple because I'm not a car person. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about cars, so I couldn't tell you what certain things do. I just want to put stuff in the car that'll make my car the fastest and the best car. All I want to do. I don't care. Uh, yep. And you know, most of the racing games that I play do a good job of keeping it simple and just telling you, hey, this is better than this by showing a number value go up or down. So yeah. fine. I don't care what it does. I just want to put it on there and be the fastest, best car on the track. Cool. Right. And I could be wrong, but I thought the the original crew you could actually go to a quote-unquote parts shop and uh, get parts to upgrade yeah. your vehicles. Um, didn't get far enough along into the Crew 2 to see if they had that same system in there. or if Yeah, it's or like, if it's just purely loot-based now. Yeah, if they increased the loot that you got but took away the shops so that you can't go in and uh, buy your parts. Like yeah. I, would, I would personally be okay with that. You know, it would be an incentive to play more instead of just having money or purchasing stuff. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, though, because uh, I know you did the street racing. We played a couple matches together. Yeah. Did you do, like, the boats or the plane? Because I think, like, at the beginning, don't they kind of force you into... <laughs> they may, Yeah, they, they, they have you try out the different uh, the different types of races you can do. They start you off in a car, you transition to the boat next, and then you yeah. go to the plane last, or one, or vice versa. But yeah, I got to try all three of them out, the cars, the boats, and the planes. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of racing planes at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't like planes. Um, they make me nervous because <laughs> I have to fly and avoid not only not only you know other obstacles, but crashing into the ground or you know whatever. Right. And stuff. But luckily in this there's no luckily from what I saw anyway, not the terrifying fact of, hey, I'm gonna blow up and die if I crash into a building. <laughs> so Yeah. So that took that took a little less of less of the stress off of me in a plane. But mm -hmm. still. I don't like racing planes. Boats are fine. Boats and cars, I understand. It works for me. But stuff like planes and helicopters throws me off. Cause yeah. I'm so panicky about crashing into stuff. <laughs> And helicopters, I know there aren't helicopter races, or at least I didn't see any. Um, no, I didn't see any either. Yeah, helicopter races are totally different beasts. They infuriate me so much because the helicopters, I can never get them to go straight. They just go up in the air because your trigger is to, you know, go higher. Yeah. Higher and lower. You can't, you pitch with the stick forward, <laughs> you know, but you can yeah. only go one way. Like, you can't go backwards in a helicopter. So it's just yeah. one way, and you're like, the nose is down. It, it's, it's a mess. Anyway. It's bringing um, me back to my Battlefield 4 days. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I didn't mind the other uh, races mm. any or any more or any less. Uh, okay. I do like that the vehicle had NOS, which is cool. Yeah. Even the plane had NOS. Yeah, it was insane. But yeah. I did want to touch on something really quick that you mentioned a few minutes ago. Okay. You were talking about the... Um, progression as far as cars go and how you can take one car and sort of make it into whatever you want uh and did you say you like that versus being forced to upgrade to another car or whatever yeah yeah okay and and because, that's and that's fair you know um if if i want to take my little mazda miata you know mazda mm -hmm. 3 or whatever yeah. And just kind of beef it out and make it a super fast car that can challenge something like a Ford Mustang or, you know, a Dodge Viper. Like, I want that freedom to do that. You know? So, I think it's really awesome to, to give me that freedom. Because um, they even have, there's, there's so much customization. Like, I went in and I customized, because I think I had a Ford Mustang. And I went in and customized, like, it had... I think it was 12 different hoods from the get-go you know you had like 
10 different, no, I think it was more like 20 different bumpers. You can change the color of the inside of the your seats. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it has so I didn't much... get a chance to mess with the customization anymore because that's one of my favorite parts about racing games is things you yeah. can do to your car, yeah. depending on the game, of course. Yep. So, and it's very reminiscent of what they did with uh, the crew, but I felt like I had yeah. m- uh, more control and, like, I went to the home base to do it as opposed to finding a, uh, like, a paint shop or whatever and having them do it. Yeah. Like, more realistic in the crew but it was more fun in the crew too yeah very true very true i wish i got to mess with the composition a little more mm-hmm. um but i uh, i wanted to finish my point with the uh progression that you mentioned earlier uh personally i would prefer to uh prefer to upgrade to a better car or whatever just because i feel like i'm progressing in the game you know, you start off with your, you know, your standard regular old car with no sorts of, no sorts of flair to it or whatever, and you get to the point where later in the game, you are driving around in these exotic, you know, Lamborghinis and all the other stuff, right. versus having mm-hmm. one, you know, if you want to, versus having one set of car for the whole game. Like you can still do that. I prefer to have it both ways though. Does that make sense? But I would, I, I would actually, I would prefer the progression of getting to the point where you're driving the better cars versus keeping one car, having it do all the things. If that's something you want to do, well, it's, that's just me. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes okay. sense. Uh, I get that. But for me, it's more progression. It's it's more. It makes it more like an RPG for me. Right. You know, because it it's like, um, you know, we'll say Skyrim. Yeah. And you start out kind of weak, but as you play, you get stronger. And sure, you might change out different, like, weapons and armor and stuff. But yeah. you're, you're the one that's still getting stronger. You're getting your yeah. improvements. And that's kind of how I feel uh, with these racing games. Uh, like, in the crew... Um, I think I have, I only have like three or four vehicles. <laughs> yeah. Um, just for like the different uh, style. And, you know, I made sure I went and got uh, my, my favorite car of all time is the Dodge Viper. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's my dream car. You know, if I ever strike it rich, that's the <laughs> car I'm getting for myself. Yeah. Um, but I went out and got one of those uh, that I drive around. But I think I also have like a Mustang because it's one of the first cars. Mm-hmm. And you know that's just that's just I feel like I should get that opportunity. Like, yeah, you know, no, of course. If, if I want to go and buy a new car and get better, that's that's great. But if I want to keep this car and spend the time to get the better parts and improve it and make it better, um, that's what I want as well. Like being forced. Like if it's like, well, your car kind of sucks now, so you're gonna need this car over here if you want to compete. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't like that. I don't want that. That's what kind of bugs me. You know, if if mm-hmm. I can do that, if it's an option and I can still play good, then that's fine. But if it's yeah, forced that makes on sense. me. Yeah. So that's yeah, kind of I, I, I understand that too. And uh, Forza, it's funny because that's, that's one thing that Forza does that uh, I am and am not a fan of because – you know, they have restrictions on what you can use for a race. Um, and I get why they do it because it's a competition style of event and there's different events for different cars and stuff, which is fine. Uh, but, um, you know, for me, coming from a primarily Need for Speed uh, background where it doesn't really matter what car you have, you can still race it and still, you know, compete to a point. Uh, of course, um, you know it doesn't matter what what level your car is. It's not my fault that uh, the computer's cars are super slow or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. I have a beast car. I'm sorry, I deal with it. <laughs> Which it seems like the crew two doesn't do. It doesn't. It doesn't force you to say, "Hey, we're gonna have like you can only use class A cars. 
You don't have a class A car within this range. You can't use it. Sorry. They, mm, they kind of do. I haven't seen it though. I didn't see it in the beta. Yeah, well, you wouldn't, um, because they they kind of make it uh, different. Like gotcha. if you went in, they uh, on those you would have seen that it says minimum uh, power for your car because your your cars have a power rating. As opposed mm, yeah, they to, do. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier with the the cap thing. Yeah, and um, each race when you go to it, like it doesn't stop you from competing if I'm not mistaken, but it will tell you like, look, you need a car like this, and you'll notice, like the other cars get off the line and they're gone, and you'll be like, you know, thirty seconds behind first place. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have that yeah. power, because I've I've done that in the crew. I went in with a car that wasn't. Uh, up to snuff or like it just barely passed that power level and i got toasted and i i think i actually had to uh go and get a different car that was a higher power level already yeah um (laughs) so i could complete that but it it does do that it's kind of hidden and it doesn't like uh you know spout it out for the world to see but it is in there It, it does have its recommendations yeah that 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 that's fair that's fair um, like I, it, it's kind of tough to, to call on that whole thing because, um, like I said, I really like the idea of, of giving people, giving players the option of sticking with one or two cars and making them into their favorites for whatever they want to do is nice. Really nice for those people. For those like me who want to feel a sense of progression, I feel like it's there too, because you can, if you want to go out and you can get, you know, the Lamborghinis of the world if you want the Lotuses of the world you can get those if you want to uh yeah. so and I, think... I feel like it's, it's the best of both worlds and that's at the end of the day that's uh the big thing is that players can play how they want right um and I think too I think they added cosmetic uh drops and that's something I don't remember in the crew one in crew two I believe they added because I think that's why I went in to change the stuff was because I, I got a cosmetic drop for my car and I was like, well, let's go see what it is. And right. there was all this stuff already available. Yeah. Um, but that's something that uh, I think is important because, you know, having a, a vehicle that looks different than your vehicle yes. is important. <laughs> yes, cosmetics are a very important part of uh, racing game, especially for me because I love customizing mm-hmm. my cars. Even though I'm not the biggest... Uh, artists when it comes to like decals and stuff, I'm very basic with my decals and things like that. But it's just fun putting them on there. Colors though, I do like different colors of cars. You can paint them, you know, pearlescent or you know whatever you want. Uh, I think that that is something that's big for me as far as custom, custom customization goes. So yeah, you know, one of my favorite uh, customizing car games, mm-hmm. Auto Modelista. <laughs> Don't even know what that is. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It came out a long time ago. Like this was a a PS2 a GameCube game. Mm. It's that old. But it was kind of a it was kind of an arcadey game, and it's it was a racer that used shell shaded gla- uh, graphics. Oh. So yeah, so it looked like a cartoon, and there's a lot of customizing you could do. I actually with my car, I was dinking around. I made my car look like Link from the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> like I gave it green with like little yellow and white yeah. and then brown boots and like down on the bottom bumpers. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. like Legend of Zelda colors. But yeah. That's pretty dope. Uh, that was one of my favorites. Yeah. I'll have to show you some of my cars in uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted when I get time. Yeah. Just because like I love doing that stuff. But um, was there anything else we want to talk about gameplay wise? Oh, um, oh, hold on. There was, some, there was something else I wanted to talk about, gameplay-wise. I thought okay. of something. Okay. Uh, I like that the map is open world, that they give you the whole United States where you can drive around. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have had more time because I would have driven around and seen how, how long it took me to get from one place to another. Right. Because uh, when we grouped, up the, we grouped up for the first time, you were, in, you were in a whole other state than I was here, or you were driving to L.A., right? <laughs> when we when we first started uh, grouping up, 
I was flying my plane over Lake Michigan, <laughs> which in this game is between Detroit and Chicago. So that's where uh, I was on the map. And yeah. you were over in L.A. And so I started heading over. I put like a marker down, started heading over. And it said it was 33 miles away <laughs> to get to you. So it was quite a ways. Yeah. Like, I I want to say that it's probably a good 50-mile stretch. Um, if you used to fly from one end of the map to the other end of the map. Yeah. Like, minimum is 50. It's probably bigger than that. It's probably something like 60, 66, something. But it's it's a pretty big uh, world. Like More times than not, uh, the first thing I, I tried to do was I went and did a dirt rally, and then I tried to drive up uh, to the Salt Lake City, Utah area to yeah. see if they had changed anything. And I kind of got lost. I ended up in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I couldn't get out. And I had to like search the map to see the road and w where I needed to go. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did kind of get lost on that, which was fun. Um, That's which, cool. Which, by the way, doesn't feel a lot like uh, Salt Lake. This go round. Crew 2 versus Crew 2 1. It does or does not? Does not. Like the Crew oh. 1 felt like I was driving. Uh, in Salt Lake City, right, and the crew too. I couldn't feel that same like Salt Lake vibe. Hmm. Okay, it's kind of weird, but especially because I'm pretty sure they just used the exact same map. Like they'd already built it. Why change it? You know. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense for sure. But that's unfortunate. But I I, I think that it's really cool that they give you the freedom of the whole. Of the condensed version of the U.S. Right. You can just drive around wherever, fly wherever. <laughs> oh, yeah. The chibi version, you're correct. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did want to move on here, though. Unless you, yeah. you had anything else to add? Nothing really important. Okay. Uh, any bugs or issues that that you saw? Or that you had with the game? Negatives or anything? Um, you know what? There was one bug. And that's a... I was flying over. Like I said, I was heading out towards you. And then there are these um, kind of live tokens that are hidden throughout the world. And yeah. your, your radar starts like beeping and the closer beeping, you get... Beeping, yep. Yeah, it starts beeping worse. And I went down um, in the plane to try and like get to it. And then I switched to the car, and you're supposed to run it over, and it disappears, and you get stuff. Um, that was not the case. It was not running over. And I uh, tried to, like, switch out to, I think I switched out to the boat, thinking, well, maybe if I switch out to the boat, because I kind of got stuck. And when I switched out to the boat, like, because I wasn't on water... It kind of got me stuck, and it wouldn't let me um, change into the car or change into the plane because there wasn't enough room or anything. Like, I had to... I ended up having to hold down the left and right bumper to put me in the yeah. water so I could switch to the the plane and get close and get down to the car and, and run it over, and it worked that time. So it's kind of a, a strange little bug that I got stuck, and because... I was stuck, you know, I wanted to go into the plane to get up and come back down around. It wouldn't let me switch out. Huh. So that was really like the only the only real bug that I noticed with the game. Yeah. What about that makes sense. You and your limited time, did you uh see any bugs or had any issues? I didn't have, I didn't see any bugs or anything, but I did have an issue in starting the game. <laughs> oh yeah, starting the game took me like twenty minutes, <laughs> and I was getting frustrated. I was ready to just stop right there and I even do it. Yeah, <laughs> I was so tired. But um, like I, it, it's it's a minor gripe of mine because I like being able to change the screen, the screen bounds, so I can see where everything is. Right. Because, I mean, my TV is kind of small. I have, like, a 20-some-inch TV. 
Um, but perfect for gaming. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, so I had the smaller TV, and I like being able to reduce the margins so I can see everything. Right. I can see what buttons I need to hit or just any important information on the bottom of my, of my screen. Bottom right. and sides in particular, but mostly the bottom part. Okay. Um, and when you go to start the game, they have you choose your racer or whatever, and you can pick from all the preset characters. And I'm like, okay, I'm hitting the button. Why are we not starting? I, I, thought, I thought maybe it froze or I had some sort of issue. So I closed out the game. And they loaded up. I went to do it again. Uh, and I was having the same issue. Right. Not knowing that there's on the bottom of the screen where I couldn't see the rest of the screen. I'm sure it was telling me something about press and hold A or whatever right. to confirm hold, your racer selection. Hold the A button, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't know that. So I was like, after pressing all the buttons for the second time, I was like, okay, let me just try holding the A button. And I held it long enough and it worked. So, uh... The only thing I would suggest would be to give us the option to change the margins on the screen to fit our TVs. That right. way people can see everything. Because for me, that was an issue just starting the game. Had I seen that bottom part that said press and hold A, I would have figured it out. Inst- I would have got it instantly and been in there right. in two seconds. Well, even versus forgotten. having to restart twice. Because I, I remember that that was a strange choice that they made you hold down. Uh, on the button as opposed to just like hit it and okay yeah but uh yeah i had i had forgotten that you had to hold down a button or i would have because we were talking yeah i've been like you gotta hold down the a button <laughs> yeah i was ready to ready to call it man i was it was late i was tired i was kind of aggravated too because of work but um i figured it out and we got to play for a little bit so that way it was fun mm-hmm Speaking of fun, we probably transition into final thoughts if we don't have any other, uh, you know, yeah, bugs things to talk about. I, I, I didn't play enough to find any, so yeah. yeah. Final thoughts, man. What did you think about the beta and the game overall? Um, overall, um, I I can see it as an improvement to the crew. However, because the map hasn't really changed and when I say really changed I mean like it's still the same size like they didn't increase the size even just yeah. a little bit um, and because they got away from the story that was more compelling to me um, I kind of feel like this is the sort of game that you can wait on you know I, I don't feel like it's it's a must buy right now, from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the only way that you would possibly pick up the game right now is one, if you like racing games a lot. Uh, right. Two, two. You don't have a whole lot to play, and you want something to play, especially with your friends. I feel like it could be fun with your friends. Yeah. Um, if you got friends to play it with, definitely pick it up and play with them. It'll be fun for that. Uh, but yeah, for me the. Uh, the the lack of a serious tone doesn't really hurt me all that much. Like like it does, but not really because again, I Forza Horizon is just all about a a festival and you know the competition mm-hmm. for the festival. It's not it's not a serious Need for Speed Underground style of story. Um, yeah. but um, but yeah, I had a good time with it, despite me being tired and all that stuff. Uh. I would say, like, again, if, you know, pick it up if, if you have nothing to play and you want to play a racing game with some friends, go ahead and play it. Uh, the open world stuff, I like. I like that. But at the same time, I feel like it's almost too much and it could get to be a little overwhelming at, at certain points. Because right. you have because you have the United States as a map. Uh, that, for me, is a little too much. Like, it's cool. It's a really cool idea, and I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, for me, it might be a little too much. Right. Um, which, is, which is kind of weird, but maybe not. Because there's a difference between the United States and, you know, your, your, uh, you know, you know your, uh, your pieces of Thetis or 
your 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 Skyrim. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like I really I really liked what I played. Uh, it, if it becomes free to download or something, or it goes on sale, and I have nothing to play uh, a few months down the road or whatever. Um, then I'll probably pick it up, but right now I have no interest in it just because there's other things I'm looking forward to mm. at yeah. the moment. So yeah, I mean, and I have things to you over until those things come out. So yeah, I mean to touch on on those points, I don't like having a big map doesn't really affect me. Like I, I yeah. enjoy having the big map. So yeah. I'm in the whole U.S., that's fine. Um, honestly, what I'd like to see the crew do, what I what I think uh, they would be immensely more popular if they did, is that they need to come out with the crew and just pick one state, any state they want. I mean, the, probably the most popular would be California. Yeah. But... And you make a game based off of that state. The racing game, you do everything in that state. Whether it's slightly super deformed or not. Eh. But, you know, you, you kind of map out that state and have a racing game for that state. Then, two years uh, later, when you're coming out with the quote-unquote sequel, you add another state. And you make it kind of like DLC. And so now this game, you can play in like California and maybe you add, uh, uh, what is it? Oregon? Yeah. Yeah, that's the state above. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you add. Or it's, it's, yeah, I was thinking Washington. Washington is above Oregon, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But yeah. U.S. geography. What is it? Yeah, um, <laughs> I kind of know, but yeah, you add that, and now you have this extra state and this extra area to play through. But you're not getting rid of the original area. You know, yeah. if you have both games, you can play in the one, you can drive down to the other, and you just keep adding areas and and states that you can uh, play in. And I think that, you know, that's like a a 50 year uh, plan if people continue to enjoy <laughs> yeah. um, the crew then that's that's your whole shebang right there as opposed to here's the whole United States you know yeah make it make it a self-contained thing versus the whole like the whole US to start yeah I mean maybe by the time you get to the end because I mean you could depending on how good your uh, programmers were, you could add a new state every year or every so many months. You know? You, you could uh, completely explode uh, the production of it. Yeah. But that, that's just... That would, that would have been my plan. That would have been my pitch. Is uh, we're going to start with this state, with this area, and then once... Uh, we get the next area set up, we'll add the next game. I mean, you could even just, you know, have it be like the Southwest region. And then the next game has the Northwest region. You know, if if you wanted to do it that way. Yeah. You know, make, make it a 50-mile map because the U.S. is huge. <laughs> yes, it like, is. Like, I mean, if you did yeah, everything. Yeah, for those who aren't in America and listening, by the way, yeah. Big, uh, big, uh, big, big, big continent we got here. Yeah, especially with Alaska. Like Alaska, barely fits inside the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that that would just be my way to improve this game, because that's that's what I have fun playing with the crew. You know, as much fun as it was uh, driving around with you and winning a race. And then you telling me that you suck at racing games, which is why you don't like it. And then the very next race, you're like first place and you're 10 seconds in front of the closest person. <laughs> I figured it out, man. I, I started a little rough. I was still a little frustrated. 
but I figured out the car that I had too. That was my other issue too. Yeah. Was the car that I had uh, was a little rough to handle. It was uh, slippery to handle. Yeah. Uh, would be the best for accuser to describe it. Uh, but I figured it out. Yep. I figured it out See? as I as I knew I would. Yeah. So, but that's my fun is exploring. Yeah. Like the first thing once they opened up the next part of the map in the crew because they they cut you down because you had to like work your way up yeah uh, into this gang to make a long story short the first thing I would do is where are the waypoints okay I'm gonna go get this waypoint and that waypoint and you know and go find yeah. out about this building and that place and and that's what I did. Like, that was what I had the most fun doing, just sitting back, driving uh, through the country. So... Yeah. So I'm... uh, Yeah, I think I would probably, if I get an itch for that, I would just go back to the crew. Yeah. Yeah, and that's my thing, too. Like, I still... I kind of want to experience more of the crew just to see how it progresses, so I might re-download it and play it again or whatever i might i don't know i've, I've still got yeah. a lot of things to play so i'm not in any type, type of rush or anything yeah well i mean if you ever want to you can always invite me i'd be more than happy to uh play that because it, no it was fun you know we can yeah. we can get other people too. see if ian wants to get on probably not the bastard <laughs> <laughs> and who knows right yeah that's uh those are our thoughts on the Crew 2 uh, open beta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Took much we... longer than I thought it would. Yeah, right? I was surprised that it went a little long, but you know how it goes with us. Once we get talking and stuff, it yeah. just gets going, you know? Yep. You can't shut us up. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's hard. It's hard. You gotta stop talking sometimes. <laughs> That's why we do this, though, weekly. Whenever we can. <laughs> yep. But yeah, we have a additional little uh, discussion. See, see how long this one goes. <laughs> Just an additional little topic we wanted to touch on before we wrap it up for uh, this episode. Mm-hmm. And you actually found the article a few days ago, right? You were talking about told, told me about it off air. Yeah, I found this article from a couple people. I don't know how much you want me to say. Go ahead, um, man. But yeah, no, uh, I found this article that. Um, Two guys, Michael J. Olson and Young Kim, who are analysts for a U.S.-based uh, investment bank and asset management firm, Piper Jaffray. Um, they made a prediction, and I thought the um, that was a interesting prediction to make. Yeah, it, it definitely is an interesting uh, prediction to make, and... Uh... Excuse me. The prediction is that video games will be uh, purely digital, 100, 100% digital, by 2022. The quote here uh, in, in particular says, Some analysts believe so, and claim may arrive early as 2022. So I'm going to read the whole quote just so it makes more sense. Okay. For the vast majority of PC owners, discs have become an archaic way of storing games. Thanks to the advent of Steam and high-speed internet connections, many computers don't even come with op- optical drives anymore. Mm-hmm. My laptop does not. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's a different story for console gamers, however, of course. But could but could a day come when all platforms are digital download only? Some analysts believe so and claim it may arrive early as 2022. Yeah. And I I think they're wrong. <laughs> um, you can put it down here. I don't think it'll happen by 2022. I think it's going to happen by 2020. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the way storage medium is going and the fact that we've heard on numerous occasions there's rumors and even at e3 microsoft said we're working on our next console i believe that their next console will be launching in 2020 and the ps5 will be launching around the same time at 2020 
and they're going to come with such huge drives and they're going to get rid of the the disc because people that watch movies generally they watch them on Netflix and what's have you and not so I I think that's when it's going to happen I think it's going to happen earlier than what they believe I, I mean it's still possible that people will have disc uh, in the next generation but my gut says they're not because I, I think they wanted to do it this generation yeah they definitely did remember they were talking about it with the uh, Xbox One when it was first announced and all that uh-huh. stuff yeah they said that you would get a disc to help download quicker but your like code or whatever would be tied to your system and yeah and that, you wouldn't need the disc anymore yeah and that would be it so but there are other things too like um, GameStop there's a report out there that GameStop is shopping for a buyer you know mm-hmm. maybe they know something we don't <laughs> yeah GameStop looking for a buyer and you are you are reminded of the time they gave you a dollar and thirty one cents for your stack of seventeen games. No, I I never took my games in there. <laughs> like if I took a game in there, it's like here's a sports game, because <laughs> I knew you know like wouldn't sell. They'd have to sell it for ninety nine cents, so yeah. they'd actually lose money on me. But <laughs> evil. Yeah, teach them. <laughs> I'll show um, you can't stop. That's you. Yeah. So, uh, it it is interesting to think because, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm a collector and I enjoy collecting and having my games. And so it's kind of interesting to think that we're on the doorstep of a purely digital video game system. I mean, you could consider a PC that way, but... You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of different for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, as as a collector myself, again, we did touch on it a little bit a few episodes ago. Go listen to it if you want. <laughs> no, definitely listen to it. Go ahead. It's good. Yeah. I'll wait. All right, I'm back. No. Okay. <laughs> so so yeah, um, I uh, I also uh, am a little a little bit bummed that we could be going in this direction that we are going in in this direction for that matter because you know there are plenty of games most if not all games now have two versions you have your physical copy with your case and your disc and no manual and all that stuff but Mm -hmm. um then you have the other side of it where you have your digital copy and you can just do what you do with it as you please i guess (laughs) Um, you know, because like, I mean, there are some games that I have digital copies for because either they don't have physical copies, or I was too lazy to leave the house and go get a physical copy. Right. Because now I don't live close enough to get where I can walk to it anymore. Something that's not like right on the corner. I have to actually do it a car and drive. I don't want to do that. But anyway, right. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I I think I don't know when it's going to happen. But I think it definitely will happen at some point in the next, like, five to ten years. Right. I mean, it's it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, we're, yeah, definitely going to happen. You know, because here's, you're, you're a publisher. Um, here's the upsides. One, the disc doesn't cost you money to make the disc, so you're getting rid of that overhead. Yeah. Two, when you sell directly to the consumers, you make a lot more profit. Yeah, know? and you cut out that middleman of having to send it to send it to them, sending it to GameStop or whoever you're sending it to, yeah. Walmart, whatever, yeah. and then having them sell it for you. Yeah, because I mean, with like Walmart, GameStop, whatever, whoever you want to think about, when they're selling the game for sixty dollars, they didn't buy that game for sixty dollars. Yeah. You know, if I recall, it was usually uh, for like a sixty-dollar game. There's usually about a ten to twenty-dollar um, upsell for them, so they bought it for like thirty-five or forty dollars, and they're they're selling it for sixty. 
So you kind of have uh, that, you know, yeah. where the publisher is making $35, we'll just say, when they could be making like $50 after Microsoft or Sony takes their cut from the consumer. Yeah. You know. By the way, for those curious, the article is on techspot.com. For those that want to read the article and all that stuff. Yes. But I have a link to it somewhere if you want to read it. Yeah. We I might make you make me make the link when we post this. But Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll remind you or something. Yeah. Or I'll do it one or the other. Yep. Um So it's it's interesting. I mean, you're thinking it's probably gonna happen the generation after this generation. Yeah. I'm thinking it's gonna happen this generation. And here's what here's what I predict. There will be a combo that you like the base unit for the we'll call it the Xbox two and the base unit for the PlayStation five will not have a disc tray. Mm. But there will be a unit that you can buy that does come with the disc tray. It'll just be more expensive. It'll be like the deluxe edition. So you can continue to play your old movies and maybe your old video games. Yeah. I, I doubt that'll be the case. It's probably just going to be for the movies. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but that's that's my prediction. And then after that, it's it's pure um, digital. Yeah, I would, I mean, I, I, I would probably say the same thing as far as that stuff goes. Uh, that I would like the option to have a, a disc tray if they want to do that. But, yeah, I think we'll definitely be at a point where we won't have discs anymore. Right. It's a matter of when. <laughs> yep. It's a matter of when. So but, place uh, your bets, everybody. Yeah, place your bets. Let us know what you think about that whole thing. Uh, and actually, you can let us know uh, on Twitter because we're done, right? We are done. And we're out of here. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 48 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we get out of here, though, Ken, round of plugs, go. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at the R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R Gaming P-O-D. You can find myself personally on Twitter at MacroboV. That's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. Byron is also on Twitter at B underscore Ron 1417. Where else can they find us? They can find us on iTunes, on Google Play Music, and the CastBox app. Uh, you know, go on to iTunes, leave us a five stars, leave us five stars, and review. I always seem to mess that up for some reason, because I want to say all at one time, but it's, yeah. it's five stars and a review. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. do that. It helps us to improve the podcast and also climb the charts to become the best video game podcast in the world. So definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, you can also find me, if you want to find more of me, I'm on Twitch streaming whenever I get time, really, uh, whenever, whenever my, uh, retail job lets me out, lets me out of the, out of the, uh, out of the place, uh, on Twitch at B underscore Ron one four one seven twitch.tv forward slash B underscore Ron one four one seven. I'm going to be starting up, uh, Batman, the Telltale, uh, series, starting that up, uh, Tuesday. So this might go up after Tuesday. But yeah, we're starting that up soon. So come on by, check that out. It'd be great. Um, That's it. Done with all the plugs and self-promotion and all that stuff. Uh, but we do want you to come back next week, though. Ken, tell them why. Come back next week. We'll be talking about everything and anything that has to do with Assassin's Creed. And everyone could use a little more. R and R. Long, long.
long sip of the drink there, friend. Screen. Oh, let's go. Oh, first and goal. Stopped at the one. Ooh. They're going to score. They're going to score and tie that game before halftime. Burn. There's it. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know you were back already. Sorry. Apparently, um, forward, forward looking. Oh, so as PUBG and Epic continue with their on-again, off-again copyright squabble, while dozens of other games copy the Battle Royale style. Developer <laughs> Automation Games is prepping an ambitious launch that takes the Battle Royale genre to a whole new level. Oh. Automation's upcoming Battle Royale shooter, Maverick's Proving Ground, looks to up the headcount per match by a factor of 10. While PUBG oh. and Fortnite matches max out at 100 players, Mavericks will have up to 1,000 players on the battlefield. That Good lord! At least that's what the devs are going to attempt. The map, Good luck with that, devs. Yeah. The map will be much larger, too, measuring six uh, kilometers by, or 16 kilometers by 16 kilometers. Good god. 